0: Hey, guys, this is episode number seven of Evolutionary Underground Radio.
1: I'm here with my buddy, Steve. Say hi to the people, Steve. Hey, what's going on? We're going to have a fun one today. We're going to have a rant episode. You guys are going to love this one. And today, we're Steve and I were just discussing the idea of, like, back in the
0: day when him and I started ordering our first uh, steroids and how the, all that used to work out, as opposed to uh, today and, and how things kind of happened and developed today. And, you know, when I was a young man back in the late 1900s, early 2000s, I remember the only thing you could buy back in the day was like legitimate human-grade products or the only thing you could get were, that was the next step down, were veterinarian products. And the only thing that came close to like UG Underground Lab were maybe guys extracting Tremblone out of uh, Phenoplex H pellets, which a lot of us did at home back in the day, because you couldn't get Tremblone anywhere else. You know, Tremblone had been off the market. The, the last company to sell Tremblone for human-grade use was, was Negma out of France, and, and they they discontinued the product, I believe, twice, once in 1991, 92, and then there was a, they brought it back, and then again in 96. Nineteen ninety-six, it was discontinued. So, really, the only f- kind of underground lab situation that was around there is just guys baking trembolone in their kitchen out of out of Finaplex H pellets, which at the time you could easily buy online. Just order it from one of these uh, veterinarian supply stores that a lot of the farmers were ordering online from, and you get a, a cartridge of Finaplex H pellets delivered right to your right to your door. Uh, it used to come with, man, I can't remember how many pellets, but there's about two grams of trembolone in that pack, if I'm remembering correctly. And you'd have to go through the whole process. You take the pellets first and you throw them in with a, with a solvent. And uh, you would, you, some guys would want to crush them, but you could just leave them overnight. Then you would take a filter and filter out the solvent onto another container. And then you go through the process a couple of times until you got an oil, an oil that contained your Tremolone. And, you know, if you didn't do a good job, it would be kind of real cloudy and it would give you knots. If you learned from some of the pros that developed this early on and you would triple filter it, then you get a nice, clear, almost kind of amberish, yellowish, piss color Tremolone that was very clear. And that didn't have any more of the pellet residue in there, and the stuff would be pretty pretty good. I, I think Tokyo labs out of mexico were were like the first underground lab that had professional packaging. It was tokyo. and And although the guy made everybody believe that he was registered, from what I understand, he never registered. He was never registered with the with the Mexican government. as a matter of fact, some of his competitors that were registered seemed to have been the ones to throw him under the bus and have him taken out of business for manufacturing steroids. He just didn't bother to register and pay the fees, to register with the Mexican government so that he could have these products legitimately on the market. But he, his packaging was really good. And with that good packaging, he flew under the radar for a couple of years uh, convincing people that he was a registered lab. Nowadays, fast forward 20 years later, Almost 15 to 20 years later, where we're at today, now almost 99% of the steroids in circulation being taken by guys, they're all underground labs. And there are different levels of underground labs out there. You have your really kind of low down guy in a bathtub who just gets some Raws from China. He doesn't test the Raws, he doesn't test the final product. Some of them don't even really bother making legitimate stickers. He bakes it in his house and puts it in a vial and sells to people that he knows, people that trust him, in the gym. Or sometimes you'll have different meat heads across different gyms, like little franchises. And he supplies them with stuff he makes in his kitchen. And there are several guys out there like that. And there have always been guys out there like that. Uh, Shit. If you look at some of the articles on people getting busted by local police for local steroid distribution is usually one of these little, really kind of small brands guy importing uh, some raw materials and not a lot of attention to actual quality control. And then you also have the top tier underground labs, you know, the ones like genasa like Dragon Pharma, to just name a couple of the ones that are, are more popular out there. Now these guys are making their steroids usually in in places out in Asia or Eastern Europe, and they're using legitimate labs. They're contracting to work out with legitimate laboratories that are sometimes registered in their countries. They're not registered these, these uh, runs of steroids they're doing in the middle of the night. But for the most part, these are legitimate places that may be making antibiotics or maybe making other medications, and they just run these kind of underground steroids for, one, for some of their customers. And then they're using really good stickers, holograms. They're giving people uh, serial numbers on holograms and stuff, uh, registering batches. They're giving people a way to, to make sure that the product is legitimate. And these guys, of course, they're getting the raw materials for some of the best places in Asia that you can buy the raw material from. They're testing the stuff when it comes in. They're testing it out for purity. And look, one of the reasons why it's so hard for a guy, a local guy in the US, grabbing raw materials from overseas and, and so hard for him to test the, the, the raw materials and test the final product. It's because to ship it to one of these labs, you're basically shipping an illegal product and you take, you're having to pay the lab and you're kind of, you could put yourself on the radar. You know, This lab could turn around and tell the authorities that, hey, this guy keeps sending samples of steroids here from this address, and he's paying us with this bank information. What the fuck? You know, and you it, get in serious trouble that way. But you grab one of these labs and say Eastern Europe, in India, in parts of Asia, the local authorities are not all that worried about steroid production manufacturing. They only worry about it, like in Thailand, when, when the U.S. government puts pressure on them to do something about it. For the most part, these guys are able to have better quality control than your regular guy selling you the crap at the gym without stickers on it, without labels, or maybe with a fancy label, but the stuff is made here. You know, it's made in the good US of A without even a sample being sent out for testing because they kind of sort of can't because they'd have to send the sample out. They'd have to pay. And sometimes uh you know, you put yourself at risk of getting busted up by one of these laboratories that, you know, multi-million dollar laboratories that these guys have for testing legitimate medications, man, even supplements, guys send in for testing their supplements for heavy metals and stuff. And you put that whole multi-million dollar year business at risk to test some steroids for some dudes you don't know for a couple hundred dollars. A lot of them won't. A lot of them, it might create a problem for the manufacturer. So really when it comes to underground labs, when you compare something like Janessa, say Janessa uh, or Dragon Pharma with something, a local guy is making and baking in his house. The difference is huge. It's a huge difference. It's definitely a huge difference in quality and the quality control. And look, I'm not saying you can't get huge and get great results out of something, some guy's bacon at his house. I'm not saying that you may, maybe you could, maybe the guy has a good line of product that comes in. He doesn't get screwed by his powder source and he, you know, makes it to strength and he doesn't mess up calculations and he doesn't lose potency during filtering and things like that. You might get a good product, but what about heavy metal contamination? You know, it's, it's, it's something to be concerned about these heavy metals that are come in sometimes. And sometimes they're left in the product from as early on as when the hormones, the base hormones are manufactured in China. And when they come in, the guy maybe uses some practices that he shouldn't to compound the product into an injectable to suspend it into the oils. And you might end up with some heavy metal inside of the product. And as you inject cycle after cycle, time over time, you're, you're bypassing even your body's uh, digestive system to get rid of some of these contaminants. You're, you're putting them right into your body. So when you start thinking about shopping underground lab, I'd be real worried, real sketchy about some local dude handing me stuff Without stickers on it, without any identifying marks on it. You know, I'd be real worried about some dude sending me some stuff without me really knowing and understanding what it is that he's got in there and what it is that he's what it is what it is that he's really doing. So that's something to really keep in mind. Keep in your head. Don't fuck that up. Uh, Make sure that when you're shopping underground, you shop with a reputable brand. And many of you guys out there, to you, a reputable brand is, oh, yeah, my buddy got this from the dude at the gym. and He's huge. Look at him. He lost body fat. He's got fucking huge shit. Yeah, that that may be. That, That could really happen. But what about heavy metal testing? What about other contaminant testing? What about that? What about making sure that your stuff is legit and it is what it's supposed to be? What about that? You know, that, that's, something, that's something to be concerned with. That's something to really think about and know and understand is to make sure that your stuff is legit. Your stuff is proper. Your stuff is what it is that it's supposed to be. For sure, for sure, and you yeah. don't, and you don't have any any issues, and that's one thing to be concerned when you're out there shopping, when you're out there looking around for things to buy and what to get. Uh, look, I've said it on the podcast a bunch of times. If you can get human great stuff, that's your best bet. But if not, going with a known brand, known worldwide brand, uh, might be your next best way to go. What do you think, Steve?
1: The experiment with buying steroids at the gym or buying steroids online from some dude who makes it in his toilet or in his bathtub you know are long gone we've been there done that you know we've gone full circle on that there was a time 5 10 years ago where steroid forums online would allow anybody to come on you could be an underground lab who's been in business for a week if you pay them 500 bucks a 1000 bucks whatever Per month you get to source on that forum so you know we went through this we went full circle i can remember five ten years ago a lot of forums and a lot of places out there there was bathtub gear and gear made out of a toilet you know from some dude who has no medical background at all making this gear and he's selling it and he's selling it cheap and he's selling it to people and he's making. You know this this gear it has no experience, no medical background at all, no education, no nothing. And people are buying it, and people are using it. And does the gear work? It may work. It might work a little bit, but it's not good quality gear. We start having a lot of complaints I can remember from these some of these sources. these crappy underground labs, people would start complaining, "Oh, it's giving me a fever. Oh, it's giving me an abscess. Oh, it's giving me a lumps. Oh, I'm not getting good results. I'm this batch is way worse than this batch. There's no consistency to the gear. So, guys, at the end, guys, guys look, it's at the end of the day, it's important that you're choosing the right products that you put in your body. You have to choose the high quality steroids. The days of buying underground, crappy gear from some dude like that are long gone. There's no really no excuse for it. So, you want to stick to the top brands out there, you want to start stick to vetted sources out there that have brands that are produced by actual medical professionals, by actual scientists, by actual doctors who make this stuff. And that's, that's very, very important. So I think you know, it's a no brainer. If you're gonna tell me, you're gonna give me two choices. You're gonna say, hey, gear number one, it's made by some dude who has a trailer in the middle of some rural place and he has no education and he's making steroids out of his toilet bathtub and he's getting these raws shipped in from overseas he's not testing those raws he's just going by he's just going for it you know If he tests the raws and and, and they don't give him the answer he wants, what is he going to do? Throw the raws away? No, he's still going to make it and try to sell the product anyway. So there's no quality control, as Rick mentioned. So if you give me that versus something that's made, brand that is made by a scientist, doctor, medical professional with the highest quality standard, 99% pure standard, which one are you going to pick? Option one or option two? Obviously, option two makes most sense. So, quality gear is so important, and things have gotten so much easier now when it comes to finding a good quality source and a good quality brand um, than it used to be. Back in the older days, they would have to depend on these guys who were making gear in their toilet or in their bathtub to provide them steroids. So, You know, things have changed for for the better. It's a lot easier now to find quality steroids. So you must, you must definitely, you know, do your due diligence before you put anything in your body, anything, um, you know, with anabolic steroids, because there's no excuse for you not to run a, there's no excuse for you to run a cycle and then halfway through find out, oh my God, this is fake. This is underdosed. Oh, my God, I'm getting fevers every time I inject. Oh, my God, I'm getting abscesses every time I inject. Oh, my God, I'm getting, you know, pus coming out of my injection site. You know, this is not, that's not good. You know, so quality is very, very important. So, Rick, do you want to get into um, what's the next topic?
0: I think, I think uh, payment methods is a good thing to actually uh, talk about. Okay. You know, the days of, uh, first of all, you should never use a credit card. To a transaction in steroids, I don't, I don't even know that there's any sources out there still dumb enough to be doing things like that. But definitely, credit cards should never, ever, ever be used. When it comes to walking into a MoneyGram, walking into a Western Union, where there are cameras everywhere now, where you are filling out information, fake information maybe on a transaction, it's just too easy to to get pegged and and have issues really nowadays the way that it's mostly done by anyone that's got any sort of brains is cryptocurrency cryptocurrency has been the way now for guys who are under prosecution from authorities over you know this kind of prohibition on on steroids and and look uh Governments make mistakes for, for many, many years across many, many different countries. People were going to jail, long jail time for, for weed. And now pot is legal. Pot is legal in, in a lot of different countries across the world. It's legal in a lot of many places. And it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing that these governments uh, will sometimes use provision as, as a way to punish some of the population. And it's kind of what happens. And the provision on on anabolic steroids has has brought in a whole new market, a whole new way of making these transactions go through. And when it comes to something like cryptocurrency, you could fund your cryptocurrency in a few different ways, but mostly you send funds to a place, a company, an entity that actually has cryptocurrency themselves, and they'll sell you that cryptocurrency and put it in in your wallet, in your account. And then from there, you can transaction uh, with whomever you please. And once you, once you've actually bought the cryptocurrency from, once you bought the cryptocurrency from the entity that's selling it, for the most part, you're going to be uh, pretty anonymous, pretty in the clear. There's some places out of the country that you can buy cryptocurrency from, and if you might need to send them a wire, maybe you could use your credit card. Maybe you could, maybe then you, you would walk into Western union. Maybe then you would walk into a MoneyGram and send that money to, to buy that cryptocurrency. But all you're doing at that point is just buying some, some crypto. And then, you know, the wallet you put it in and all that stuff. I mean, if you're just a casual rec user, recreational guy doing a couple of cycles per year, you would most likely to not have nothing to worry about. You should be fine. You should be in the clear. You should, you should really not have anything at all to worry about because you're just a, a recreational user at that point. So there should be really nothing to, to worry about. But if you are buying large amounts, I mean, even then, crypto... It's something you got to be, you got to be careful with. But for the most guys, most of you guys out there, just big Bob going to the office, big Bob, you know, doing something here or there, a little cycle here or there. Cryptocurrency has become, unfortunately is what this prohibition has led us to, has become the way to go. You know, uh, we've discussed cryptocurrency on a, a couple of previous podcasts back on on the underground podcast and and how cryptocurrency is now being used and look it's it's safe on both ends it's safe for the guy making the purchase and the guys who are selling this stuff it's put makes it pretty safe on on their end too you know cryptocurrency has become in and personally this day and age i wouldn't acquire them any other way i wouldn't want to hand the money to some guy at a gym in a parking lot. I wouldn't want to be selling, you know, you know, guys are, are, are sending Zell to buy steroids and, and, you know, buy things they shouldn't. I wouldn't be doing any of that. I would be caught doing any of that. Also, I would never, if I had a local guy, I would never get to chummy with a local guy. I wouldn't want him knowing anything about my personal life. I definitely wouldn't want to, would never lend the guy money or have any kind of transaction with him. Because if your source, your local guy goes goes to you and you know he's recording you, right? Because he's already in trouble. So he's recording you and say, hey, man, lend me $500. And then when my steroids come in, I'll give you a bunch of stuff. Lend me $2,000 to re-up my... St-. You, you, you start lending money to a guy who's telling you he's doing it for illegal reasons. Now you go from just being a buyer, from being, being a buyer or user to now you being in serious trouble and being part of... Some bullshit you might You might you might just not want to be A part of You might just not want to be Involved with It's a completely Different realm It's a completely Different set of Charges It's a completely different Issue To worry about altogether So Really now Today's day and age Yeah I wouldn't be caught Dead in, in, in a parking lot like Handing money to some Fucking dude for steroids I just Local guy especially No man Real, the real way to go nowadays is, is, you know, crypto and mail order. You know, those gym guys, besides the fact that you could be getting some bathtub brew that's probably has heavy metals and other contaminants, you, you, and, and you risk uh, having him try to leverage you as a way to get himself out of trouble. I mean, besides that, right, besides that that issue, you definitely... Are, 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 you know, putting yourself out there. Mail order seems to be the, 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 the safest way to go nowadays, especially being able to use something like crypto to, uh, to keep your privacy as far as uh, when you're uh, transacting. And that's kind of been the shift uh, for me throughout the years now. Uh, it's really just been crypto and, and the ability to keep my privacy and keep everything very private uh, to myself. What what do you think, Steve? What what, maybe you have some tips on privacy or being able to just kind of navigate this this unfortunate underground world that us, uh, aesthetic steroid users have been kind of pushed and and forced into.
1: Well, for for me, um, I just over the years I got tired of going to MoneyGram or Western Union. You go in there and they act like you're a criminal. They act like you're sending money you know to, you're some type of criminal enterprise or something and the customer service is crap moneygram won't be around 5 years from now 10 years from now moneygram won't even exist uh, it'll probably end up getting you know merging with someone else or something but as it stands out it won't exist because the customer service is so bad so for me I got tired of dealing with that crap so cryptocurrencies are definitely the answer and cryptocurrencies are basically just digital currency so you can send like Rick, you could you could give me your wallet address wherever you know you have any any of your wallet addresses, and I can send you cryptocurrency right now, and it would basically go go to you. I don't have to send it. I don't have to walk into a MoneyGram or Western Union, fill out a form, give them my driver's license, have them look at me like some I'm some type of criminal and or something, and then. And then have them, you know, screw up my order and tell me, oh, we can't complete your transaction and all this other crap. With cryptocurrency, I can just send you right now. I could send you to, to your wallet. Boom, it's it's there. Nobody is standing in the way. And the only way I can screw it up is if I screw it up. If I put in the wrong address, or I, you know, I have I, you know, put instead of a D, I put an F or something in, in your in your wallet address. You know what I'm saying? So. It's that simple. So sources today are accepting cryptocurrencies for that reason. And it's making it so much simpler to just send them the crypto. And and sources are more than happy to take crypto. Many of the the legitimate sources out there actually give you a discount if you send through cryptocurrency. Why? Because not only is it so much easier to send them cryptocurrency, but it's a lot easier to receive cryptocurrency. Because you don't have to do anything to receive cryptocurrency. It, It just shows up. Well, if you send it on MoneyGram or Western Union, someone has to go pick it up, you know, and it's a pain in the butt. So cryptocurrencies are definitely so much easier. So it's been, it's been great um, to make it so much easy. And at the end of the day, yes, through cryptocurrency, it's tracked. It, you know, everything, your transactions are tracked. But listen, at the end of the day, there's so many transactions that go off. It's not like they're going to be, interested in tracking you down and all this stuff so you really i mean just show me show me you know show me the people who have gotten it's it's transactions constantly you can pull up a um you know you can go on um on bitcoin on coinbase or binance and just look at how much volume on bitcoin um we're talking it's just like every split second, there is a swap on Bitcoin, you know? So it's, the volume is incredible on these cryptocurrencies. So, I mean, you're not the only transactions for the day. Let's put it that way. There was literally millions of transactions that that went off. So it's as safe in effective as as any any way you could possibly do it now some sources too i've seen over the years they take cash by mail and the risk is if your envelope goes missing mm, i guess you're out of luck aren't you or if it gets delivered to the wrong place you're out of luck or if they get it the source gets it and they open it up and they just pocket the cash and say oh yeah i never got it i guess you're just out of luck well, with cryptocurrencies, you send someone cryptocurrencies, if I send you $500, uh, $500 worth of Bitcoin right now, Rick, it's going to show up that it got sent. I'm going to get a confirmation number, and it's going to show that I sent it. But if I send you cash by mail, who the hell knows what's going to happen? I'm going to be not sleeping the whole night hoping it gets to you without the postman stealing it or your neighbor stealing it or it going into the wrong mailbox or It ending up at the bottom of the the box at the post office, you know, stuff. So that's what I like too about the cryptocurrencies. It's it's just so much less stress and so much more convenient. So if you haven't figured out cryptocurrencies, guys, listen, at the end of the day, it's so simple. If you're in the United States, Coinbase is gonna be the number one centralized exchange that you can use. If you are in the UK, Binance is the number one centralized exchange you can use if you don't want to use a central centralized exchange you don't have to you can just download a metamask wallet you can create your own wallet on your you know on your phone or in your browser and then you can basically fund the account and through your bank you just hook you know you can uh, through ach even debit card, credit card, whatever. You can fund the account. And then once you get that money into your wallet or you get it into the centralized exchange, then you just find out the source, what their wallet address is and for which currency. And most sources are going to be like Bitcoin. But if they decide, hey, you know, send us another cryptocurrency, Litecoin or Ethereum or whatever, there's different cryptos out there. You have to make sure that you're sending it to the right address. Because if you send it to the wrong address, it's going to be gone. So you wanna make sure that you communicate that with them. They will give you the instructions exactly on what to send to them. They'll say, hey, you're gonna send Bitcoin. Remember, you have to get Bitcoin. So once you fund your account, you have to buy the Bitcoin if that's what the source wants. So now you have Bitcoin after you buy it with your currency. So you do the swap. So let's say U.S. dollars. You swap U.S. dollars for Bitcoins, which is a cryptocurrency. Now you have that Bitcoin. The source is going to give you instructions and say you're going to send it to this address. You copy paste that address when you send it and then you go ahead and send it. There will be a fee. There will be a small fee to send it, but it's going to be. You know, it's going to be less than the fee from MoneyGram or Western Union or any of these other places. So, and, and, and that's it. It's as simple as that, guys. Um, and, you know, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about with regards to this? Am I missing anything? Oh, the one the one drawback with Bitcoin, the big drawback with cryptocurrencies is the volatility. I need to mention that. Because if you say you put $1,000, you fund your wallet or your centralized exchange account with $1,000, okay? That thousand dollars isn't gonna move minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. It's the, like literally tomorrow that thousand dollars is gonna be worth a thousand dollars. But if you when you swap that money into a cryptocurrency, cryptocurrencies are very volatile, they can move five-10 percent in a matter of minutes in for sure a matter of hours i've seen cryptocurrencies shoot up or shoot down based on some guy tweeting something all right if like when china banned cryptocurrency uh trading cryptocurrencies crash like 12 15 percent in a matter of minutes so you got to keep that in mind so it's always a good idea to put in a little more when you fund your account, when you buy a cryptocurrency, buy a little more than you expect to send to your source. This way, in, in case the cryptocurrencies drop in value, you'll have enough to still still make the order. So that's the one drawback to cryptocurrencies that's not found in, in other sources. All right, Rick, what do you got next? You know, when it comes
0: to uh, mail order, definitely with any source no matter how much you trust them, how vetted they are. The old saying goes, never send more money than you're willing to lose. Because sometimes, uh, sometimes your stuff can get seized. Some some of the good sources, some of the better known sources will usually reship for free if your stuff is seized. But sometimes it's not. Also, uh, there are some sources out there that might go, out of business, Has they're receiving your money. It's happened before. So making sure to really pick a really good vetted source. It's been around for years, not some new guy, some Johnny come lately, but someone who's been around, I'd say this late in the game, someone who's been around at least a decade and has a track record of delivering and taking care of people when their problems do arise. That's incredibly important. It's a really good way to make sure that that you don't run into any, any issues and you don't lose your money, you know, that you don't lose your funds. So that's also another very important point, very important way that guys make sure to get their stuff and not get screwed is really making, getting a, a link to and really <clears throat> dealing with a source that's been around for many years and people know and trust, also going with known and trusted brands that allow you to check the validity, the lot numbers for the products you get, check them online. That's also something that's incredibly important. In that regard, you want to make sure that you have or you're talking to a legitimate source website. There's some sources out there that have been around so long, some brands that have been around so long that Scammers will create lookalike dummy websites, lookalike dummy brand websites, and they're not the legit brand. They're not the legit website. And you'd end up contacting them, trying to place an order, trying to do a transaction with them, and then you get nothing. And then your money is gone. And it's not because the, the source is bad. It's not because the brand is bad. It's because you fell into an age old trick of these scammers, these, these guys who are just out taking money. They're never going to ship nothing, not even fake stuff. They're just not going to ship anything. They cause confusion. They, they'll, they'll grab a URL that looks similar to the official one. They will dress the website up, even to look like the one you're really trying to go after. And then at the end of the day, once you once you send the money, once you send the funds, you're, you're never going to get anything again. They're just not going to not going to contact you. And obviously, uh, guys on the forums are, are, are It's the best place to ask, is this a legit website? Hey, guys, I have this website. Is this the one? Because what these websites are counting on. What these websites are counting on is they're counting on. People not doing their due diligence, people are are not finding the right source and then just Googling, just doing a Google search or two and landing on their scam website, on their spider web of a scam website. And they'll sit there and they'll run these websites for years. A scammer could have two or three or four brand websites or lookalike source websites that are never really shipping any product. They're just collecting money. And you would think word gets around and word does get around. Word does get around about these scammers. But if people aren't doing their due diligence before they start sending money places, chances are they'll never know. They'll never know that this is what's going on. They'll, they'll never know it. They'll never understand it. It'll become, it just becomes a web on which a lot of people trip and fall on. And it's very lucrative for these guys, because imagine this they don't have to deal with labs. They don't have to deal with getting raw materials from China. They don't have to deal with shipping and customs. They don't have to deal with anything. They just create a few look-alike websites. They, they purchase URLs that look alike. They create a few look-alike websites. And they just get, they just find a good way to collect money and they're done. So, so it's always very important that before you go place an order, before you do anything like that, you go and make sure that the URL or whatever or whatever brand or whatever you're going, you you vet it with with some of the, one of these forum administrators, one of these forum moderators. You send a private message. You you talk. You you know if you if because you just registered, some of these forums will have a a a minimum number of posts a minimum participation number that you need before you can start sending private messages before you can start creating your own threads you can go on another thread and hijack it a little bit and say and go on a, on a thread a moderator made and say hey look i know this is not the place but i can't pm i can't create a new thread is this website legitimate is this the right guy or is this someone pretending to be the right guy and make sure to you you check that out make sure you you don't fall into that trap because the trap is out there and the scammers they'll set the trap and they'll get guys, they'll snag people over and over and over again. So making sure to, to vet and check the websites out before you go ahead and, and send money out is about as, as, is about as safe as it gets and about as, as safe as you can run things. So, Make sure to do that because that's another form of scamming, you know, that that goes on out there is they pretend to be the guy that you really, the good good vetted source, the one that that's delivering good, high quality, clean product. They pretend to be that guy. And all they're doing is collecting funds, never sending anything out. So it's important to check that out and run it through an approved moderator or or, or a reputable forum. Obviously, we have EliteFitness.com and Evolutionary.org uh anabolics also is another good forum that that i frequent icearms.com is another great forum that i frequent these are four forums that i like to go on that i like to spend time at and check out and talk to guys there and and help people out and it's you know those are good ways good places to to vet to vet uh uh, um, any kind any person you might be thinking about sending money to but you know there are other places out there um, and the, you know, it's a good idea. It's always a good idea to check. Cause that's a, that's a real common scam that is on the rise is, is pretending to be someone else that you're not and having people send you money. Uh, what else do you have, Steve?
1: I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how to, where to send the steroids when you order them, because I guess the question I get a lot and, um, you know, I think, I think the best way to do it is have it shipped to a PO box. And, here, and here's why. If you ship it to a PO box, you pay six months, okay? You pay your PO box for six months. If for some reason your package gets seized or something goes wrong, you can just go ahead and just get a different PO box. You just let it expire after the six months and then go to a different post office to get in a different PO box and so on. So you can keep changing your PO boxes. If you use your home address, and it gets and it goes to your home, and let's say you're getting something shipped from overseas, and custom seizes it, then they can red flag your address. And if grandma from overseas sends you something for your birthday, her thing is gonna get seized too, is a possibility, you know, because your address is, is red flagged. So and the person who lived in your house before could have had the address red flagged i have no idea so a lot of things can go wrong but if you ship it get it shipped to a po box at the end of the day you can just like you know let it go let the po box go and get a different po box in the future so i think a po box makes a lot more sense than having it shipped to your address another issue too there's less of a chance there's less hands on your package if you have it shipped to a po box cuz you have it shipped to an address Postman could actually ship it, send, you know, drop it off at your neighbor's house. The someone could steal it out of your mail. There's a lot of things that can happen. What happens if it gets delivered to your neighbor? And their neighbor opens it and they call the police or something. You know, they're like, oh my God, these are what is this? You know, I'm gonna call the police, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they track it to you, you know, because your name is on it. Or your address is on it and they track it to you. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of things can go wrong. Also, you know, your spouse, your spouse could open it. Your kid could open it. Your relative could open it. A lot of things can happen. Well, so a P.O. Box is a lot more, I think is a lot more secure and a lot more private. So I always recommend just get a P.O. Box, get two P.O. Boxes if you want. And then just keep changing the P.O. Box number over time. And that will that will be the best best way to do it. What do you got, Rick?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day, back in back in the day, guys used to think that a good way to make sure that your package is is fine is if they got their package wherever they got it, they would leave it unopened for weeks and weeks, leave the pack unopened, and sometimes guys would receive their pack right wrong address, returned to sender uh, on it and just let it sit somewhere in a corner or, or even on the porch, I've heard, for a long time. And guys, we used to think that this would give them enough confidence that they weren't being watched, that it wasn't a trick, you know, that the pack wasn't intercepted and then they got a dummy pack with, a, a device in it to alert that it was being opened. So they would write Return to sender and just leave the pack on the porch somewhere in a corner. Leave it behind the front door and just forget about it for weeks. Um, I don't know how that works. Uh, I, you know, was definitely not legal advice. And I'm not trying to teach anyone out there how to skirt the laws, obviously. But it's just something that I heard on the forums. Uh, guys used to do many many years ago it's just a uh, an anecdote hearsay right guys as to what some guys used to do with their packages um as far as uh, the debate between a p.o box or or you getting it directly or whatever you know that's um that's a tough one man that's a tough one uh, guys go back and forth on it on on what the best way to go about it is and, and what is the best but best way to do it, you know? Some guys think that the best ways is right to your home. Some guys will say, hey, uh, you know, go to a house that's for sale. have And nobody's there, a vacant house and, and under construction and have it dropped there, make sure it doesn't say no signature. Some guys say, hey, you know, get a uh, an independent mailbox and just become real friendly, real chummy with the guy that runs the place go in there and talk about the game, go in there and, you know, uh, bring them, bring them a gift, a little, little Twinkies or something, and make sure you get really chummy with guys, because once a guy knows you're a good dude, and you're just, uh, another guy trying to get back by in the world, he most likely will be on your side and not the side of, of any enforcement. So these are all, again, it's not legal advice. I'm not condoning anybody out there, break the law, but These are hearsay anecdotal things that I've heard on the forums throughout the years as far as uh, receiving, because, I mean, it it is unnerving. It does kill your nerves to wait for something to be coming in the mail, something to be coming, you know, um, to come be coming in and you're waiting for it. And and it's something that's, uh, you know, prohibited by law. And you're just sitting there, you know, biting your nails, anxious and a motherfucker, just really worried about this pack coming in. So throughout the years, guys have thought of a million and one ways to actually get their stuff in, get their their juice through the door and not have to worry about it and not have to uh lose sleep over it. So it's just something to know, something to to be aware of. And uh yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of a uh, it's got kind of a good way. What 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 else you got, Steve? Uh, on the on any anything else we haven't covered in this uh, mail order episode?
1: Well, my final advice: if you do decide to have it shipped to your house, a follow up on what Rick said, you should be getting to know your post postman because um your postman is the most important person in your life. You know, and if you become friendly with them, tip them. You know, I won't give you a price. depends on what part of the country you are. I would imagine where Rick lives, I mean, you know, in that part of the country where, you know, Rick is from, New York, I, I would imagine tip your postman 100 $200. bucks. they are that important. And, listen, I've had steroids delivered before to me, and this, the actual vials were hanging out of the package, taped together, hanging out of the package. And they still got delivered to me. Like, what the heck happened there? but it's because the postman knew me and we were cool and they didn't make us think about it. Like, they probably laughed about it. <laughs> Steve's, Steve's buying some steroids. He's, he's trying to get jacked. Ha ha ha. All right, here, I'm gonna stick it in his mailbox. But if I wasn't, you know, friendly with my postman or if I was an asshole to them, they could have, they could have fucked me up. Right. So it's very important to tip your postman, um, especially around the holidays. And tell them, hey, appreciate the job you're doing because, you know, post postman, you know, it's, it's a hard job. I mean, it's a hard ass job what they do. So if you tip them, they're going to they're going to remember that and they're going to they're going to treat you good. They're going to treat you good. And uh, they'll they'll make sure you're taken care of in any situation. So I think that's that's something that you should be doing for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, just being a good dude with your postman, man. You know, making sure he, you give him a Christmas envelope, uh, making sure that you take care of your postman. You're real friendly, uh, your guy at your mailbox place. You know, at the end of the day, all of these guys are are sort of on your side. You know, even though because they know you're just a regular dude, just trying to get by in the world. And look, people have a fascination with criminals. If it were, if if it this wasn't true. Uh, movies like Godfather and Scarface wouldn't be as iconic as they are. Uh, You know, Pablo Escobar wouldn't have like two or three different TV series and movies. And people kind of root for the guy who who's the maverick, who's kind of against the rules a little bit. People kind of like to root for a guy like that. And if you're a personal guy, you're not a criminal in any other way than just you're trying to look good. You're enhancing your physique with items that are prohibitive. But you're an otherwise law-abiding citizen, good person, good guy in the neighborhood. you don't you're not a bag of trouble. Actually, good dude. Your chances are uh, your your people that work around the stuff can, can will be on your side. And look, many guys, a ton of guys get their steroid orders with customs with the green customs tape or or taped up in the box, where customs open your stuff, looks at it tapes it back and sends it on its way. Why does that happen? Um, sometimes, you know, the officers, they're, they're just, they're just ripping boxes open and, and saying they searched it when they really didn't and put the tape on there just, just to finish the day, just to go home for the day. Maybe dude's got a cold. He's not feeling well. Somebody in the family passed away. He, he's got issues. He's got to go to uh, he's got to go to family court later that day. He just came back from family court. Uh, he opens up and he doesn't even know what he's looking at. He thinks these might be vitamins or something crazy. And he just doesn't care. Tapes it back up and sends it on his way. This happens a lot, a lot. So it's just, um, just, uh, some things out there for guys to, to know and, and be aware of. Uh, so it's a good underground episode today, Steve.
1: Yeah. And. Yeah, definitely, guys. Keep the keep, keep the questions coming. Really, really good questions we had for this one. Yeah, definitely uh, hit the forums up and get
0: informed on there. Uh, we definitely uh, do some podcasts once in a while, all about how guys are getting their, their stuff, and 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 you know, and that's those are good podcasts. But at the end of the day, you got to make the decision to really know and understand and, and be are steroids for you. Should you be taking steroids? You know. We, should you be taking steroids are steroids for you should you even you know should you even be doing them at all could you find natural ways natural ingredients uh, natural non you know non law breaking ways of enhancing your physique there's definitely over the counter options out there uh but you know at the end of the day you want to know you know what should I be using steroids? And if you, and if you are, what are the best steroids and the best stack for me and going on, on the forums like evolutionary.org elitefitness.com, asking your questions anonymously, the forums don't follow you around everywhere. You know, if you register on the forums and ask a couple questions and, and participate a little bit, you're not going to see advertising for the forums or for steroids a, anywhere on YouTube or, on, or inside of your email. Like a lot of us see, where we search something on Google and then you go inside of your email and there lo and behold, there's a banner for whatever website you visited right right in your email box, right right next to their banners. So that's important to to make sure to go into forums anonymously if you've decided this is a lifestyle for you, if you're willing to deal with what comes from having this this lifestyle, then You know, best way is to to be informed on the forums, anonymously register there. Forums don't follow you on social. The forums don't follow you around everywhere. Use an email address that's not your main email address. Make sure you remember the password. That way, if you have to reset your account on one of these forums, you've got access to the email address to do it. And join the community. You know, be about this lifestyle. Be about the training, the dieting. Be about all the important things that come with the lifestyle. Don't just come in and not know what you're doing. Expect everyone to do your research for you. Don't become a prey to scammers. Really do it right. Do the right things the way they should be done. And you'll be real happy with your results long-term.
1: All right. Episode uh, UG, Underground Lab 7. Hope you guys enjoyed it.
0: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. So, guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We're not doctors, so do not take anything we say as doctor's advice or medical advice. You need to talk to your own doctor before you use steroids or drugs or anything, any of that nature. You talk to your own doctor first. We're not doctors. Don't listen to us. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing. None of what we talked about today is meant to be legal advice. We don't condone the breaking of any laws or the trafficking in illegal substances at all. This is all just fun and games. It's all just entertainment purposes. Do not break your laws. Do not buy illegal items. Do not use the mail to buy illegal items. All right, guys? This is just a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It's all theory. Do not... Break the law, and definitely do not blame us for anything that happens if you take any of our uh, conversation today, of our fun and games conversation, as a serious advice, all right? Definitely not. Don't do any of this stuff. Do not buy steroids. Do not use them. And that is, uh, that is the end of the legal disclaimer, guys. I uh, hope you understand this is the world we live in today. Have a good one.